0: Coming up on this week's episode of the EV Resource Podcast, Nikola loses a battle against free speech, Tesla has a record quarter, Volkswagen targets gas cars, and much more. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the EV Resource Podcast. I'm Zach Hurst, and each week I bring you the latest EV news, information, and answers to your questions about electric vehicles. This week will be a shorter episode with quick rapid-fire news stories, more of a a, a different format for the week, and I am going to try to keep my additional commentary to a minimum. But before we get to that, however, I do want to thank our partner of the show, Titan Auto & Tire. Titan is Central Virginia's premier independent shop that is qualified to work on EVs and hybrids. And from hybrids to Hummers, they fix everything. Well, Nikola is once again back in the news this week, and yet again, not for a good reason. In what can be assumed as a PR cleanup, Nikola this week illegally attacked the free speech of not only us here at EV Resource, but many other YouTube video creators. In an attempt to silence commentary and criticism about their video of the Nikola One in Motion, they had other YouTube videos containing clips of that video taken down due to copyright infringement. However, under fair use, our video and those of many other YouTube creators commenting on Nikola's deception were perfectly legal. And it was at that point that an internet army arose – YouTube creators banded together using Twitter and other social media platforms to communicate their concerns. And with the help of specifically Tom Nash on Twitter, you can find him at, at IamTomNash, and a few published articles, one being the Financial Times, highlighting Nikola's illegal effort to silence free speech, everybody rose up in protest. Well, just yesterday morning, which was Saturday, October 3rd, I woke up to find that our video, which was episode 32, of the EV Resource Podcast, and then many other YouTube videos, in fact, I believe all of them that had been taken down, they had all been restored, and Nikola had withdrawn their copyright claim. Free speech has won the day. Free speech and fair use must be fought for sometimes, and this just highlights the immoral and illegal efforts of a dying company to save themselves. Nikola, as far as I'm concerned, could be removed from existence, and sounds of cheering would take place from around the globe. Now, will Nikola end up going bankrupt? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but would I like to see that happen? Yes. Goodrins. Now, getting past that and onto a positive story, Tesla earlier this week announced that they had a record quarter for vehicle deliveries. This article coming from Electrek, they say that Tesla has released their third quarter delivery and production results confirming that it delivered a record number of electric cars. Expectations were kind of all over the place this quarter. Just a few weeks ago, the Wall Street consensus from Tesla analysts was just over 120,000 deliveries, but the expectations rose to roughly 140,000 deliveries over the last week of the quarter. On October 2nd, Tesla released its delivery and production results confirming the production of more than 145,000 vehicles and the delivery of almost 140,000 vehicles. Tesla is still only breaking down deliveries between production at Model S and X and Model 3 and Y instead of every vehicle program by themselves like most other automakers. But Model S and X production was 16,992, with deliveries of 15,200. Model 3 and Y was 128,044, delivering 124,100 vehicles, for a total production of 145,036, with deliveries at 139,300. The total number of deliveries is a massive quarter-to-quarter jump compared to the 90,000 vehicles Tesla delivered last quarter. It's also a new all-time delivery record for Tesla, beating its Q4 2019 deliveries of 112,000 electric vehicles. Production is also up from 82,000 vehicles last quarter as of the shutdown of the Fremont factory was still affecting production capacity. In its quarterly delivery and production number release, Tesla doesn't break down production by factory, but the information should be released in its Q3 earnings later this month. Tesla also confirmed that new vehicle inventory has declined in terms of days of sales last quarter, saying, quote, in terms of delays in sales, new vehicle inventory declined further in Q3 as we continue to improve our delivery efficiency, end quote. Sticking with Tesla, we have another happy story about Kettleman City's supercharger location and a bunch of stray cats. This one's coming from Clean Technica. Uh, Joanna Kreider, if you don't follow her on Twitter, I suggest you do because this is a really cool story that's taking place. Uh, Tesla owners are helping cats at the Kettleman City Supercharger. The Kettleman City Supercharger is a popular charging spot for Tesla owners and apparently cats. According to Fox 26 in California, they reported that there are about 60 cats that live at the Supercharger. Danielle Fowdy shared the story yesterday of the Kettleman Supercharger kitties. She shared her discovery of the kittens along with another Tesla owner who climbed the fence that shelters the colony of cuteness from the rest of the world. Soon, a GoFundMe campaign was set up to benefit the Friends of King County Animal Services, which will help the kitties of the Tesla Supercharger location. A goal of $3,600 will help care for all the cats and help find good homes for them. Many Tesla owners and supporters are donating and sharing their love for both Tesla and cats. King County Animal Service will start helping these sweet kitties on October 6th and the money will go towards their care, including spaying and neutering. Every unspayed female can have dozens of kittens in a year and they can face horrible chances at death. If you guys do want to help donate, you can go to GoFundMe.com and search for the Help for Kettleman City Tesla Supercharger Cats. They've currently raised over $5,000 of their $3,600 goal with 122 donors. Wow, what a great story. We'll continue on with the news about Tesla with a story from Simon Alvarez of Teslarati about Walmart Canada tripling their order of the Tesla Semi. Simon reports that Walmart Canada had announced that it is more than tripling its orders for the Tesla Semi, with the company now reserving a total of 103 units of the upcoming all-electric trucks. The update comes on the heels of Walmart's announcement about its global goal to hit zero emissions by 2040, which were outlined at Climate Week earlier this month. The company's 130 Tesla semi-reservations currently stand as one of the largest orders of electrified long-haulers in Canada. Zero-emission vehicles play a huge part in the company's sustainability goals, with Walmart Canada looking to convert 20% of its existing fleet to electric power by the end of 2022. This is a key step towards the company's broader goal of using 100% alternative power for its fleet by 2028. In a press release, John Bayliss, the senior vice president of logistics and supply chain Walmart Canada, noted that the updated Tesla semi-order forms a part of the retail chain efforts to innovate and highlight sustainability. Belis also highlighted the advantages brought about by electric vehicles as such as the Semi, especially when it comes to safety and innovation. These points were explained further by Walmart Canada Vice President of Transportation Francis Lalonde, who cited that the Semi's safety features and advanced equipment are key reasons behind the company's updated order for the all-electric long haulers. These advantages include the Semi's low operational costs, the vehicle's 500-mile range, its performance, and its robust camera system that should help keep drivers safe on the road, to name a few. He said, quote, We are tremendously excited to equip our drivers with this next generation equipment. The safety and smart elements in the design are at the heart of our smart transportation ambition, which will use technology and data to lower our operating costs and improve safety for our associates. End quote. Interestingly enough, the Tesla Semis 500 mile range seems to be a perfect fit for Walmart Canada's general operations. As the company's transportation needs mainly involve single day round trips. This is perfect for the Tesla Semi, as the all electric truck would likely to be able to complete tasks for the retailer without requiring charging throughout the day. Apart from this, the Semi's autopilot features were also cited from Walmart Canada as a potential way to keep its drivers safe. And the last story for you this week is about Volkswagen and the ID4. And it appears that while everybody else seems to be talking about the ID4 being competition for the Tesla Model Y and other electric vehicles, Volkswagen's take on it is to actually target gas powered cars. A dealer cheat sheet for the upcoming Volkswagen ID4 electric SUV has been leaked, and it shows that the company considers gas SUVs rather than electric SUVs like the Mustang Mach E, Tesla Model Y, and upcoming Nissan Aria as its direct competitors. The cheat sheet, posted to internet forum VWIDtalk.com, is intended for dealer use as a basic rundown of the capabilities of the new ID.4. It consists of four pages of information and highlights the capabilities that VW thinks are most important for dealers to know when selling the car. According to Electrex Jameson Down, he says there are a lot of various specifications listed, like interior space numbers, tech features, option availability, and so on, but the most interesting aspect is on page three. Volkswagen engages in a competitive comparison against similar vehicles. In contrast to the prevailing trend in the discussion about electric car models, which often focuses on comparing any two random electric cars against each other, Volkswagen has instead compared the ID.4 against the current leaders in the market, the gas-powered RAV4 from Toyota and the CR-V from Honda. The comparison shows the ID.4 coming in with a slightly higher price even after tax credits are taken into account. Further, local and state incentives could bring that price down closer to the price of the gas competition. Volkswagen highlights elsewhere in the document that the ID4 could also save an estimated $3,500 on fuel costs over five years of ownership when comparing to an average new vehicle, which does make the initial price difference negligible. But Volkswagen underlines that the ID4 also includes several premium features with which the competition does not. The ID4 has more headroom and also comes with larger wheels, dual infotainment displays, heated seats, and steering wheel standard, wireless phone charging and a companion app, and IQ Drive, Volkswagen's hands-on, semi-autonomous driver assistance suite. And, of course, I talked about that last week uh, a little bit. The ID4 also has better warranty coverage. So Volkswagen's choice here is meaningful because it shows that they are going for a much bigger market than many automakers do with their electric models. Rather than fighting over the small slice of the pie that electric car sales currently represent, this helps to expand that slice and make it larger. Many previous EV entries have focused either on compliance with fuel efficiency requirements or on targeting Tesla in an attempt to wrest back some of the stolen market share, both of which limit potential sales. By targeting the larger market, Volkswagen sets itself up for much higher possible sales numbers. And this is meaningful because it's a dealer-facing document. One issue with EV sales is that dealers have just been refusing to sell them, and by telling dealers how the ID.4 stacks up against gas cars, Volkswagen isn't just preparing dealers for conversations with shoppers uh, who are adamant about electric vehicles, but rather conversations that are going to be involving typical shoppers that are just shopping for an SUV. So that's our show for this week. I told you it was going to be quick. Uh, Thank you very much to everybody who watches or listens week after week. I definitely appreciate it. And if you can, I also appreciate that you share this podcast with your friends. As always, a very special thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. You can find EV Resource there at patreon.com slash Resource. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Our Patreon executive producer is Tom Wiggins. Thank you very much for your support, Tom. And in addition to many other benefits, Patreon supporters of EV Resource do also get full access to the EV Resource magazine. Now, the October issue is out. It is available on Patreon. You do have to be a Patreon supporter at at least the $1 a month level. But for $1 a month, what other magazine are you going to be able to get that has exclusive content for EVs, electric vehicles, and the things that you want to know about? I invite your feedback for the podcast or anything else to hello at ev-resource.com. You can always find us on social media. I love the conversation on Twitter and Facebook, especially. Um, we post news articles every day on Twitter, Facebook, Insta well, not Instagram all the time, um, and LinkedIn. Uh, that was one that we added um, more recently. And go ahead and subscribe on the YouTube channel or on your major podcast platform That way you'll get future shows of the EV Resource Podcast delivered to you automatically. If you want to listen to any of the previous shows, you can access them on our webpage under the podcast section. But that is all, so thank you very much for being with me, and I'll catch you next week.